Is it better to be young and poor or old and rich? What do young people nowadays have that other generations didn't have at their time or that older generations now still don't have? I'm Ismael Pai Civico and this is The Civic Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome again. So as you can see from the title, I will be speaking mainly about the intergenerational conflict that there is between young people and older people. Uh, well, I will be dividing it a bit more into demographics because of course each age demographic has its own issues and has its own problems and at the same time they have their own things to deal with. Uh, it's not the same thing when you're 20 than when you're 35 than when you're 50 or 65 or then 70 or 80 or 90 years old. Those are different age groups that generally have different priorities or different things on their hands at that time. But I mainly want to bring this up because you can see really the the unrest there is within young people. Um, there's a big complaint that young people are not having enough opportunities in big countries. You have big issues. I've said it many times and I don't know. Um, I don't really I don't think we realize this, but there's, there's a 37% unemployment rate in Spain for young people. That is an enormous rate said it in the last episode again, that's 7% more than is actually in Greece, right? And all of these are things that can be remedied by actual good governmental policies, uh, but they're not they're not being done. Uh, in other countries, I think in Belgium, you have around 12%, which is not too bad uh, for young people, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. It, it could be better, but in comparison to 37% is is a lot more that we can hope for, uh, in all honesty. But So there are, again, some specific issues that every single young person has to encounter or every single middle-aged person by middle age i'm going to mean now in the 40s more or less or every single older person in their 60s or 70s um, we all have our own issues but one of the main dilemmas let's say that people ask themselves is what do you prefer be young and poor because usually young people are poorer than older people that's just pure logic which i will get back which i get into just in a sec uh, you're either a student or you're doing some internships or you're jumping from master to master or you can't find a real stable job, so maybe you go six months with a job, then two months without, and then another six months with another job, and those two months that you're there, you need to live off what you've managed to save up in six months, which generally for beginners' positions aren't, isn't that much. You might be saving a couple, a couple hundred euros maybe per month. That will sustain you again for those other two months after that. So, of course, these are difficult situations that by no means are easy to, well, to manage for most young people, right? And at this time, the young people that are in these situations are usually minimum 25 years old, because again, people now are becoming independent way later. And 25 is still being quite generous. Um, see, a lot of people I know are still 30, maybe 32, maybe 35 in some cases that aren't even independent yet. Um, but again, it depends on country, from country to country, it depends on the culture of the country. People in, in Southern European countries, namely Spain again, uh, they decide to stay at the parents' house till quite late honestly, for, for various reasons. Uh, they want to stay with them, they want to save up a little bit of money, um, they maybe don't have the need to, to go and live alone, for example, which does happen a bit more, let's say, in northern countries, people want to become independent a bit later. Or again, 40, 50, 60, 70 years ago, people, young people became independent at the age of 18, 20, 21, um, 
my dad certainly did uh, again and he from, was from Spain a dad of a friend of mine here in Belgium he became independent at the age of 19 I think he started his business and now it's going very well and that's what they used to do people used to start working at the age of 18 and they got their oh, I'm just going to say their shit together each time I say I'm not going to swear but I guess these small these small words aren't that bad but uh, yeah they got their shit together at the age of 18 19 20 years old and they became independent and know they found a partner or they had kids or they had a good job or maybe they wanted to travel for for a while um of course it was a different situation right we, we are talking about some pretty prosperous years uh, at the end of the 20th century when it comes to to europe um by that i mean mainly what is now western europe uh, we do know that in the 90s of course not all of europe was was completely well in the balkans there was a there, there was an enormous war um that ravaged most countries there so of course this is really we need, we need to decide what part of my arguments you apply to each country uh, is not a simple manner whatsoever. But to put it into context, more or less, that times are changing and things are completely different nowadays. Young people are growing up with iPhones, iPads, phones, uh, internet connection you can find virtually anywhere, loads of video games. People now are now reading less and less. Why? Because you have other forms of entertainment. Before you wanted to get entertained, you took a book or you went outside and you took a stick and you hit the wall with your stick or or you I don't know or you get your little sister and you throw it down a, or you throw it down a pond or whatever you wanted to do at the time but nowadays of course there are different sorts of entertainment so by consequence of course there are going to be different forms of psychological development and social development and physical development even uh, as a matter of fact people before were, were strong <laughs> they were a lot stronger than the people that, that are now uh, in all honesty so each generation has their own issues to deal with or their own situations to deal with to take the better example when you hear young people nowadays moan about how bad they have it this is something that I actually get quite annoyed with in some way because just think about it so today no one in the history of humankind has had it as good as the people have it today no one no other generation has been as wealthy again you could say that might be true for every single generation coming on top but they probably told themselves the same thing for the for the generations before that again the generation at the beginning of the 20th century probably told themselves okay uh, our life is way better than the people that had it in the 1850s more or less uh so again this goes this goes for every single generation. But the problem is that the people at the beginning of the 20th century, the younger people from 18 to 30 years old, they were being sent to war. Either First World War, Second World War. People were dying like flies. Very few of them actually got back to their families. Happened the same later on, even more recently, for the Vietnam War in the United States. That was one of the big issues that caused, well, in the US essentially, that they were sending all the young people to the United States and they were dying there essentially for nothing. Because then again, when the United States withdrew from Vietnam, they couldn't win that war. Um, there were enormous, enormous riots in the US saying our oh, young people are dying for nothing and you can see that even more recently people that were equating the Vietnam situation with the situation uh, that happened now in Afghanistan where in the end they, they did have a point even though Biden said well we had nothing it's nothing like Vietnam has nothing to do with it but in, re in reality is a bit similar to it although not as many people were being sent to Afghanistan as they were being sent to Vietnam but it's the same concept in a way that young people are dying there in the end for nothing because the people that died in Vietnam in the end was for nothing the people that died now in Afghanistan in the last 20 years these brave men and women that fought indeed for something bigger than themselves died also 
Now, you can say the only victory I take from what happened in Afghanistan in the past 20 years is that some people in Afghanistan, some Afghan men and women, were able to live in what you could consider to be a more or less free society, a society in war, yes, but something, at least women could go to school, right? They weren't obliged to wear their veils or dress in a certain way. They could be a lot freer. They could read whatever they want. They could watch whatever they want. They could listen to whatever they want. Um, it's not what we see now, a completely uh, radical regime that has taken over Afghanistan. And it really baffles me that people thought they were going to change after 20 years, right? Well, it's essentially the same people that created that are there. I mean, people can remember more or less what the Afghanistan implemented uh, 20 years ago when they were in power in Afghanistan than after when the US took over, well, and the Allied forces, of course, and NATO and so on and so forth. Um, it changed a bit completely the what happened in Afghanistan and then the Taliban had to go and retreat into the mountains and that's and that's why they hid essentially for the past 20 years now that the US retreated in the worst manner it could, it could ever do it now they are back and people really thought they were going to change they were going to be more inclusive they're going to let women go to school they were going to um, well be a freer society people say okay just leave them some time to adapt and to progress to to the new world order quote-unquote uh, yeah, now we're seeing the past week that that hasn't at all been the case, right? Uh, the Taliban are going back to what they were doing 20 years ago. That wasn't going to change. And if people thought that was going to change, sorry to tell you, well, I'm not going to say it, but you can imagine what I'm thinking right now. What, whoever thought that the Taliban was going to change, just, I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to be too mean with my words right now. But that, that's essentially it. So the Taliban situation can be equated more to the Vietnam situation. And that's just getting back to the fact that young people at different points in time did have different issues to deal with. Right now, the big issues that young people are dealing with right now are maybe the economic crises, the one of 2008 and the one that's going to arrive now. Most probably a big one will arrive in 2025. I'm not entirely sure of those. Uh, well, you can be pretty sure more or less through the, um, um, how would you call this? Um, the economic waves, let's say, that come back and forth because at some time there has to be a crisis to rebalance it uh, in different sorts of ways. There are ways to adapt to that damage or make it that that damage is not as harmful to the population like some countries did. Some countries essentially came out unscathed out of the 2008 um, big crash. Other countries, not at all, namely Greece and Spain were two big countries that actually did get it quite rough. Uh, in lots of different ways and most surely a lot of other countries uh, around the globe but that's just a bit an issue that young people nowadays do have to deal with why well that's going to cause that young people now can't afford housing if you want to buy a house nowadays if you, I, I, I highly doubt you can buy one before you're 35 uh, you need to save a, a lot of money to have a lot of down payment the banks need to accept it and have a stable job it's nothing easy so of course there are some issues with being young but I want to focus more on what are actually the perks of being young at the same time. The motivation, you have energy. You're essentially a sponge for any job you want to do. You can pursue things. You have time in front of you. You don't have as many responsibilities as maybe older people might have. People in their 30s, 40s, most of the time maybe already in a, in a commitment, in a long-term relationship. Some of them have kids. Oh, excuse me. When I speak quite quickly, I get some air. <laughs> anyway, um, some of them have kids, some have other responsibilities, maybe have more stable jobs that can't really start changing careers after a five, seven year um, career they might have. It's always possible, of course. You always see these stories of people that are 50, 60, 70 years old that go back to university and decide to study something. It's always possible. But at the same time, you need to use your time wisely. 
and changing careers every two three years might not be the best the best strategy for for your life or if you want to have actually a, a long-term prosperity in 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 front of you or or if that's what you want if that's not what you want then of course feel free to do whatever whatever you want with your life but most people i think they they want a certain uh, harmony going around their economic situation their social situation their family situation um, just what any person would actually want we're not asking for the moon either we just want something stable that we can actually work with so that's why i said that there are some perks to being young and that's where the title evolves around for being young and poor or uh, old and rich because generally when, when you are old is what i was going to speak about just now in a second you do have time to accumulate more capital you do have time for that i mean you've been working now for what you're in the 50s you're in the 60s you'll be working for 20 30 years uh depending on the job spending if you did the phd or if you study medicine that takes like a decade to essentially finish um at some point you will start to accumulate capital so by the time you're 55 60 or even 50 you do have a, a bit amount of money for most people again i'm not generalizing here but uh we do have it quite well in in europe or in or in the west more or less and do need to acknowledge that at that point they have uh well a lot higher purchasing power they can do whatever more they want they can go to nicer restaurants or they can do their weekly or monthly travel well, not weekly travel that's a bit being optimistic but their monthly travel or maybe when they have holidays they can have a really nice holiday in costa rica or in mexico or i don't know in indonesia or go to china or japan or any country around the globe essentially uh because they do have the means to do that right the problem is at that point uh they don't have as much energy so maybe they can't go for example if a young person now had actually the, the money to go to mexico for a week or two weeks and have holidays there he'd go absolutely nuts for the next two weeks but for that you need actual money an older person i don't think you'd be able to go partying for two weeks straight in mexico um it's just that you have less energy uh, your body's not as capable as is as it one as it once was at some point you're going to get some health issues also because that comes with age unless you're really lucky and i mean that you always hear these stories of people that are 90 years old and still play tennis like rafa nadal even better right so it's a bit uh, it's a bit shocking each time you hear that, but you need to really start focusing on what you actually can do with what you have right now. And I think that goes for absolutely everything and not just age. You need to focus on your, maybe your, well, your economic situation. What do you have and what can you do with it? Um, your skills, your IQ, for example. What do you have and what can you do with it? And what, of course, what are your interests? I'm not saying that if it just good at something, you need to necessarily do it. I'm just saying you need to see what actually your options are and how you can use them best to your advantage in order to achieve that long-term harmony or that long-term prosperous goal you're willing to achieve. So we need to start putting things into perspective. And again, this is a, this is a topic that I wanted to discuss at the same time because I think it's probably the only topic on which i actually feel identified so you know my opinion and my, my well my position again on the non on the non-identified opinion uh there's an article i wrote that's on the on on, on our website the civicspace.org you can go and read it i also did an episode long ago uh, about it so it's essentially that i don't feel identified by any of the opinions of which i generally give whether i speak about feminism whether i speak about race issues whether i speak about the lgbt community uh whether i speak about migration uh, even though i am a migrant uh, in the technical term of it but still people will not uh, regard me as such so again i don't feel identified by these issues and the only issue i can only say i've identified by is being young 
I know I look like I'm 60 years old, but I, I can assure you I am not 60 years old. Uh, so that is something that I can actually speak about and in the end people cannot really judge me for not being identified by it. Uh, so I really wanted to get into the, this topic. And coming back to the how young people perceive a bit uh, today's issues, more or less, it really has become in a way a snowflake generation. Again, excuse me for the cliche, but it really has become that. And even young people know it, or at least part of it, because the other part, of course, if there are are snowflakes, they're not going to realise it. Um, The only issue is of having to whine for absolutely everything. Again, whining is not necessarily bad. You can always contest. You can always ask for better rights, let's say, or changes in legislation or injustices that are happening around the world, or better start with your country, and then we can start speaking about changing the world. But still... Uh, there are some issues that still need to be contested, but there's always a limit to there's always a limit to everything. You need to know when to speak and how to do it. If you don't have to do that, you're just gonna look as a young whiny person. Where in the end, no one, nobody wants to listen to that, and the people that are actually making those decisions will not listen to you if you're just whining all the time and not really showing any potential solutions to their problems. They're like, okay, so what's your problem? Well, this is my problem. Okay, how do you propose to 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 solve it? Okay, well, I don't know. Well, we don't know either. If not, we would have done it way longer. And, and that's the thing, is a bit of mistrust there is between the generations themselves. The younger generation thinks that the older people really want to screw them up. They, they're they not after you. They're not against you, most of them. Most of them are your, actually your allies. They want something to leave for the future generations. I, 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 I don't understand this, this mindset or this concept that, that old people want everything for themselves. They're going after them. They want to make life as hard as possible for the younger generation. That's completely the contrary that they want. They want life to become better and better, essentially, because, okay, you might say it's a bit of a, um, of an, oh. how do I put this lightly? I'm going to try and see. Well, for self-interest, essentially, because, of course, most of them have kids or they have grandkids and they want life to be better for them. So if they want life to be better for their kids and their grandkids, essentially, they have to make life better for every single young person. And this idea that old people are going after you that want to make life as hard as possible, it's just not true. And if they're not doing something most of the time, it's because they really can't do anything about that. It's because... Or well, well, either policies or culture or social issues that have been happening around have been happening, and they are trying to remedy to that. But again, these things take time; they don't take two or three years. And generally, if they take five or ten, the young people that are whining about it are already, well, a lot older. They have their jobs, and they don't have time to whine about those things anymore. Then you have the the older generation that comes back and starts saying the same things, essentially, to the same people. Because at that time, those people were forty, another fifty, another sixty. So. Again, um, you, you, you're, only, you're only young for, what, 10 years before you should be young from, what, 16 to 25. Now you're young from 18 to, like, well, okay, take it 15, 30, 35 years old. Uh, no offense to anyone that's 40. Uh, you're still young, but in a, in, a, in a different way. So this is the context that we actually need to start uh, thinking about, is that no one is against young people. The older generation is not against young people. Older generation want to make it better for them. And this is, again, this doesn't just come with the conflict uh, of generations and of age, let's say. It also comes with the conflict of skin colour, of gender, of sexuality, of religion. People generally are not after you, right? Of course, we can only speak about the minorities. That's fine. That's fine. The extreme right, the extreme left, whatever you want to speak about them. But in the most general manner, people are good. Or at least that's a bit my naive way of thinking. They're not after you. They really want to make things work. And even if your political opinions might not coincide with whatever you would like to speak about, 
there is good intentions behind most things they want to do. Even if, for example, I don't agree with a lot of policies from different political parties, I'm not directly going to assume they're there to kill us, they want to starve us to death. No, because generally assume, well, they generally think that those are going to work. Now, the fact that they don't work and they don't know it, um, I'm going to criticize that's just them being stupid, essentially. But I don't think they're really after us and want to kill us all and want to create a whatever kind of, uh, of dictatorship, whether it's from the right or the left. That's not my, my general approach to things. I really do think that people are doing things out of good intentions. Of course, there are always bad people around, but in a general manner, that's a bit the conclusion I want to take. So being young, you have loads of opportunities that an older person does not have. And you've always heard this older person that comes back to you and said, oh, when I was your age, or I wish I would have done this when I was your age. There's a lot of, there's a lot of regret in the older generation's voice, let's say, when they speak to you. Uh, and this pretty much comes from everyone, for every single background, from every single country, uh, from every single economic situation. Every single old person will tell you the same thing. They always tell you something that they regretted, that they, they, that they didn't do, right? And you always need to think, what later on would you regret that you didn't do at that specific time and place? Well, this is not to say either they should just go all YOLO and spend all the money you have in bars and, and go on a seven day um, binge drinking, uh, how do you say this, rage, whatever, uh, well, marathon, however you might wanna call it, uh, that's not the answer. But it is something to see what can you do with what you have now, what are your skills, uh, and your age is a big plus. Your age is a big plus. Being young is a big plus. You have lots of energy and motivation. People want young people. Um, companies want to get young people to work for them. That's, I've, I've heard this quite a long time, uh, well, from quite uh, different people, especially with small businesses, they want someone young to pass it on to. Maybe if they have kids, sometimes they don't even, the kids don't even want that job. Before it wasn't like that. Before your dad had a job, you were gonna have that same job. You had, well, you couldn't say anything about that, right? Your dad had a bar or your mom had a bar, you had to be in that bar and work with them. They had a butchery, a butcher's, not a butchery, uh, they had a butcher's shop, you had to go to the butcher's, right? you had to work at the butcher's. Bakery, same thing. Restaurant, same thing. Uh, that was pretty much a, a universal before uh, universal law, and it still is in a lot of countries, in all honesty. But in the West, generally, young people very rarely follow the, step, well, the steps of their parents. Unless if your dad or your mum is a politician, then most likely their kid is going to get into politics too. <laughs> and that, uh, well, people that have corrupt governments will, 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 will attest to that. Um, so in any case, just try to think what you can do with the skills you have right now. And I don't think the inter intergenerational conflict is the best way forward if we really wanna do something with our lives. And again, people need to grow up a little bit quicker. I've met people that they are 30 years old and they still act as they were 12 or 13 or 14. Again, this is not, in this case, I'm not really generalizing, but it does happen. And at some point you need to ask yourself, what can you actually do with what you have right now? Uh, and we need to get realistic. We need to get realistic. Being young is not bad. We're not a victim. Um, group or demographic. We're not a victimized group or demographic. We've never had it as good as we've had it today, in this day and time. It has never been as good. There are so many opportunities, so many. You have the internet, just on the internet you can learn how to code. You can learn anything you want about history, about politics, about the economy, um, about social life, I don't know, about editing, graphic design, even cooking if you want. I mean, you can even learn cooking by just watching YouTube videos and then go and test it out and become a, bit, uh, um, a Michelin star chef. You can literally do anything. You have so many opportunities right now. I don't think that whining is the best for everyone. 
coming back to what I said just before, you can always whine, but in a well-ordered manner, right? Not doing what you do today of groups of people just really trying to make life impossible. I'm namely speaking about Extinction Rebellion. Uh, young people that really just want to make life impossible for the older generation that are actually maintaining them. That if it weren't for them, there wouldn't be a situation they are today. If it weren't for those older people that worked at those at that time and place, right, to actually contribute to society by paying taxes, among other things, they wouldn't be able to have what they have today. And at some point, we start thinking, what do we actually want? Do you want to keep fighting with the older people? Again, by older people, I'm really, I mean, I'm, I'm not necessarily saying 60, I'm going to say at 40, even though they're not old, but 40, 50, 60, 70 years old, and what have you. Um, see a bit what you can actually do as a young person. So being young and poor is not that bad. And that's just in life. If you're young, yes, your university, internships, whatever, you won't actually be able to accumulate wealth. But you can always make decisions on how to do what, what to do with what you have at that specific time and point. So I just want to leave it there. Uh, a bit of a of, of a rantage when it comes to young people actually just not realizing the the opportunities they have and the more time you actually spend thinking about the opportunities you don't have, you're going to start forgetting the opportunities that you do have. And one of well the big thing that gives you all those opportunities is your age and that of being young. So that's really what I wanted to leave it at. Um, I, will, I will speak about young issues at some point, uh, at some other points too, because there are lots of things to cover, but just mainly this common idea that young people have it so bad today, which is absolutely not true, and that old people are after them, and they want to, they want to eradicate the youth. Uh, again, that's not true whatsoever. And just think about uh, those issues uh, a bit more. But yeah, again, I'd like to thank everyone that, that listens to, uh, to the podcast. Uh, I know I'm not posting the two weekly ones right now. I've had some, well, things that, that, that have come up um, quite recently and I can't, I don't really have time to do two per week, but I'm sticking at least to one per week. Uh, and at some point we will get the ball rolling uh, at the same time. So again, I just want to like it. Thank everyone if you want to leave a like or share or do whatever you want with the video, or send it to your to your mom, your dad, your sister, your cousin, uh, your mate. That's all completely fine, and that's it. Again, you can always go and check on our website, Talk, where you can find all the episode podcasts too, and for whatever podcast channel you you like to listen to it, if it's on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or also the YouTube videos that are also on there, uh, and some articles that we also post on our website. So I would like to thank. Everyone for listening. I'm Ismail Pai Civico, and this was the Civic Podcast.